And good morning, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030. KVOI, The Voice, Daily In-Depth News, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. And I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Welcome aboard. Around here, Matt and I call this Friday Eve. So happy Friday Eve, this uh, beautiful cold Thursday. Matt, good morning to you. Indeed, Zach. Uh, Happy Rodeo Parade Friday Eve Thursday. Absolutely. Glad it's back. The Rodeo Parade isn't the longest non-mechanized parade in the world or country, something like that? I believe you're correct, yes. All right. Well, it's right here in Tucson. It's happening right now. Uh, But you are here with us in studio. We're having a a fast-paced conversation today here in just a minute. We'll talk with Diana Charbonneau from Impact of Southern Arizona about their work in the region and their big event next week that you can still participate in. Uh, We're going to have Liz Pocock, the CEO of Startup Tucson, here with us in studio, joining Devin Underwood from the Talent Store. We're going to talk about Remote Tucson, the Remote Worker Initiative that was started a couple years ago in Tucson. We'll get an update on that and more. So I'm looking forward to today's show. Uh, We're mostly back to local, and uh, you'll get a few of my thoughts in the second segment about what we all watched happen last night here in the U.S. Uh, Thursday morning it was in uh, in Ukraine. So our thoughts are with the people uh, of Ukraine. And uh, just, uh, it's, uh, I think it's a scary moment for the world, to be honest, and, and I'm praying for the best. But let's turn to a lighter note. Diana Charbonneau is on the line. She called 520-790-2040, the development coordinator at Impact of Southern Arizona. Diana Charbonneau, good morning to you. Good morning, Zach. Not your first uh, rodeo. See what I did there on the show. It's good to have you. Good to have you back. Always good to have you on. I uh, want to talk about your big event next week. I know you're working overtime on it, but uh, tell us a little bit about Impact of Southern Arizona, your impact in the uh, in the community, and uh, what you hope to do here for, for Tucson and Southern Arizona. Great. Well, and thanks so much for having us on. It's, it's amazing how fast things can change overnight, as we've seen. And, you know, in our community, there is a huge need that we are feeling here at Impact of Southern Arizona. So, in the four years I've worked here, I've realized a lot of people have never heard of us, even though we reinvest $2.5 million back into the community each year. And we recently updated our mission statement to encompass all the things that we do, which is really to empower Southern Arizonans with the resources required to pursue a stabilized and enhanced quality of life. And our six major program areas that we do that are through food, clothing, youth programs, our senior programs like meal deliveries, and our, we also have a full clothing bank. We deliver meals to seniors. We do backpacks back to school and just so much more. So really, our, together, we all give hope, and that is our mission in the community. Diana, I uh, appreciate the work that you do. We've had some, some interesting conversations. I want to zoom back 30,000 feet with you as kind of a segue into the Impact Expo uh, next week. You and I uh, get coffee every now and again, and we were talking about poverty in Tucson. And I think the numbers, Diana, used to be, what, 25% of Tucsonans live under the poverty line. That number is now down to, I think, 19%. It's a number that is an improvement for Tucson, but I think it lags the state. It certainly lags the nation. Uh, We have struggled with a poverty problem in this community for so many years. In your work, do you still see the problem? And what do we do about it? What do you hope we do about it? How do we get over this hump? Well, I think that's such a great point because even though the numbers might look like we're doing better, you know, it's what we see in the community. And here in Tucson, we have the ability to drive from point A to point B without ever seeing or knowing the situations that, I mean, some of these are our neighbors and our friends who you wouldn't realize it. And that is one of the things we realized at Impact, why we updated our mission statement and we realized that being a band-aid, you know, people can come in and get things, but we wanted to change from being a band-aid to a real long-term solution. And so that's why we started our Moving People Forward initiative. We recognize, you know, for $40,000, 
to be sufficient for four people in a family is mind-boggling. And that's the clients that we are serving. So through our Moving People Forward initiative, we are taking our clients through career certifications at Pima Community College. If you've heard anything about those career certifications, trade certifications, they are 12-week courses. We will pay for everything from transportation, everything to make sure they get through that course so that they can come out and be making 40000 plus after those certifications. So not just a Band-Aid, but helping them move forward and also pairing them with a community advocate who can help be that one-on-one mentor to help them move forward because, you know, most people, when they get a lot of money, they go buy a truck or, you know, something big. And that's really what we're trying to help, you know, the financial education piece is so large as well. So it's a lot of different areas, but really helping them move forward and giving them the resources to do so, not just saying, oh, here you go, here it all is, have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this a model that you've seen work in other places, or is this more Tucson-oriented? How did you get to this point where Impact kind of shifted its mission and, and changed the model a little bit? I would love to credit you know, our executive director, Barbara McClure, and our board and our staff, because we realize you know, we're in Catalina, so most people think, oh, they're up there. But we serve as far as Sawarita, South Jeez. Tucson, to Marana, and then all the way up into Pinal. That's Oracle, San Manuel, Globe, Mammoth, these areas. And it's just such a vast area that we're covering. We realize that we can be a food bank for as long as we'd want, but how do we actually help make a difference? And that's where we see these career certifications making that actual impact giving people more than just a footstep you know we always say we we bridge the gap in between if you lose your job how do you pay for food you come into the food bank we can help bridge that gap but this is a way to actually create a solution so they have income coming in because that's the real piece you and i have had conversations on housing how do you afford an apartment if you can't get a job that will pay you enough to do so and if you have kids how do you pay for child care to go to your job to make the money so it's just this endless cycle so we are really excited about this initiative and we're really hopeful for providing an actual solution to that in the community absolutely you know diana one last thought on this is i think the overall numbers have seen a slight uh, tick in the right direction right but there are some areas of our community over the last 10 years that have become more poor, less upwardly mobile, less educated, and less safe. And I don't think anybody listening should think that that's okay. And you know, my 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 initial gut thought to you, uh, way months ago when we started having a conversation around poverty was, there's there's so many so many times doing bridge out of poverty work, and there's so much talk about poverty, but we're not seeing the results. I think what you're doing is very results oriented and we just as a community I think have to look at each other and go you know uh, to quote a good friend of mine good enough is no longer good enough the, 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 this mm-hmm. is not improving quickly enough we're not fully doing the right things to get the right results um, and making the right decisions to get the right uh, to get the right results and I think what you're doing is a huge piece um, of turning the tide on that Diana impact of southern Arizona and I guess that's a great segue to your Impact Expo at the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center next Tuesday. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it really is a good segue because, like you just said, it, it, it's going to take the entire community. Us as an organization, along with our corporate partners, our other food bank partners, we can't do it alone. It really is a community conversation that needs to take place. And so when we were looking at doing our big event for the year, I wanted to do something different. You know, we we have a lot of events that have been going for a long time, ours included. And so I wanted to, one, bring in a national speaker on this topic that could really engage the community in what can we do as community members. And there's a tagline that they use in the AHA process, which is the speaker, and it's, you know, getting ahead in a just getting by world. You know, so many people live check to check here, and I'll say it again, getting ahead in a just getting by world. And that's really what we see so often, especially in our community. And so the event has a keynote speaker portion, but we really wanted to talk about support local, shop local. So we created an impact expo. It's 40 local businesses, you know, everything from MHC healthcare to self-defense items and all, everything you can imagine where we're encouraging people to come out 
support local, support impact those other nonprofits who we have in the expo, and and really dive down into this community conversation on what we all can do as a community. As I referenced earlier, it's easy to drive from point A to point B and think, oh, it doesn't affect me. But what a lot of people don't realize is, is that it really is your neighbors. And even up here in Saddlebrook, which is near us, you know, there are people living there that all they have are their houses, but they do not want to let go of it. How do we break down that stigma that, you know, it's not okay to not get help? We want to people to reach out to us. Right. No, it's powerful, you know, in some of the community areas that I work in, you know, we talk about housing that is affordable. And we think about who that person looks like in our head, who lives there. We don't think about the fact that it's the barista that served us coffee. It's the it's the waitress. It's the uh, you know single parent. It's the people that are in the grocery store around us every day, and we just don't know who they are and what their life looks like. Um, but certainly now, you know, I think some of this is even creeping into what used to be thought as the the middle class as well, um, which is scary. Uh, Diana, for anyone who wants to participate. Uh, is there still time to get a ticket? What does it look like to listen to you today and then be there next week? Of course. So you'd like to visit the website. It's impactsoaz.org, which is our Impact of Southern Arizona website, backslash expo, or you should just be able to Google it and hopefully pull it up. But tickets are $20. It includes a grab-and-go box. Everything is COVID conscious. We have individually boxed breakfasts by Panera, which is actually a longtime pickup partner. We pick up weekly food from a lot of local businesses. Panera is a great supporter. So tickets are $20. We do actually have some community sponsored tickets that they asked us to give out. So if you'd like to come for free and check it out, you can reach out to me. My email is diana at impact soaz.org because and we do have a virtual portion of this as well so if you can't come out in person to the tucson chinese cultural center which is a beautiful venue by the way if you've never been there we are doing it virtual for free because we want everyone who can hear this conversation to hear it it's um you know we're, we're paying to bring them out there because we recognize we need this conversation for those who haven't been to the Tucson Chinese Cultural Center, what, where, what are kind of the cross streets? Where is that here in Tucson? Oh, yeah. So it's on River, right in between La Cañada and Oracle. It's on the north side. I've driven past it many times and seen the gorgeous lions outside. But once you go inside and see the rich history that they have as well, they have history displays of the Chinese culture in Tucson. I really encourage you to you know, reach out, schedule an event there, come out and visit. It's a really beautiful venue. I love it. Diana Charbonneau uh, with Impact of Southern Arizona on with us to talk about the mission and uh, the adapted mission to meet the times we're in, as well as the 2022 Impact Expo on Tuesday, March 1st, next week. Which March, I can't believe it. It's next week at 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Diana, thanks for all your work in the community. Thanks for your work on this. And uh, it's fun to be back on the air with you. And uh, I know we'll do it again soon. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Zach. I really appreciate it. And I have to give a shout out to Remote Tucson, who's coming up next. I'm an ambassador. If you want to yes. get involved, I have an amazing people coming into our town. It's just such a great program. Wonderful. Yep. I, I, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. <laughs> Diana, take care. Take it easy. Don't burn out. Next week's going to be great. I believe in you. <laughs> have a good Thanks, one. Diana. Tucson. Okay. Have a good one. When we come back from our first break of the hour, a few words and thoughts from me. And then we are going to go talk to the folks over at Remote Tucson and Devin Underwood over at the Talent Store. We're going to talk about uh, this program uh, to uh, retain and attract uh, talent in our community. We'll be right back here on Tipping Point, 1030 The Voice. news at the top and bottom of every hour 10:30 the voice trusted local news and talk in 1994 the university of arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern pima county and transforming it into a university research park with over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. 
Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the Sustainable Strength System is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to SustainableStrengthSystem.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wing of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Located just two doors down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger opened just last fall and is serving up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. They're open Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson and mention you heard about them on Tipping Point for 15% off your next order. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona here on Tipping Point. The segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall. They're serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews and breakfast sandwiches you can follow them on social media at little love burger and you can uh, uh, make sure that you see their open hours as those are changing as they expand and grow uh, and mention that you heard about them on tipping point uh, for 15 one five percent discount off your next meal i went there last week i tried it the food's amazing the discount works uh, you get to support great men and women running a great business in downtown tucson and uh, you get to enjoy good food and a discount on top of that. So what is there not to love? Uh, don't you want some burger to love? Little Love Burger uh, downtown, a few doors down from the Rialto Theater. We just said goodbye to Diana Charbonneau from Impact of Southern Arizona and their Impact Expo next week. You should, you should participate um, if you can. Uh, in a few moments, we'll be sitting down with Liz Pocock, the CEO of Startup Tucson. We'll talk about the remote Tucson program that's been in our community the last couple years uh, with Devin Underwood from the talent store. But a few, uh, a few quick words from me. You know, whenever I talk about poverty in the community and we were talking about the poverty rates and how to get people out of poverty, not just meet the need, not just bridge the immediate need, but to move people uh, from just getting by to getting ahead and more in our community. You know, look, I say this uh, out of love for the right reasons, for the love of community. Um, and, and I think that we have to be firm 
on this. We have to say what I'm going to say because this community is too beautiful and too amazing not to take the issue seriously. Uh, The fact that there are areas of our community that over the last 10 years have gotten more poor, less educated, less upwardly mobile, and less safe is a failure of policy. It is a failure of leadership. It is a failure of vision. It is a failure of coordination. Uh, We have simply, in my mind, not made the right decisions fast enough in this community to get our community ahead as a whole. We are a community that gets by. We have not made the decisions around housing and affordability. We have not made the the decisions we needed to make around economic opportunity uh, and economic development. We have not made the decisions we needed to make around safety and quality infrastructure and great schools. Uh, We have not simply made the right decisions fast enough to create a quality community where people have the opportunity to improve their lives and to improve this community while doing it. And look, uh, there are some great nonprofits out there. Impact of Southern Arizona is one of them. And Impact is one of the highlight uh, nonprofits that don't just work in their silo, but work to bring people together and collaborate at a nonprofit level. We have so many nonprofits. We are not lacking people and organizations that bridge gaps and meet needs. What we are missing is the leadership, the policy, the coordination, and the vision to get out of the rut that we've been for the last 20, 30 years on so many levels in this community, maybe longer. And conversations like with Diana just bring that back up is that I think we have to be clear as a community, not rude, not poking people in the eye, uh, not, not being over aggressive and over confrontational, but I think we have to be firm and clear that, 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 that the uh, outputs equal the inputs, inputs equal the outputs. And if the output doesn't look the way we want it to, it means the inputs weren't the right inputs. And if you look at the data in this community, um, we have not made the right inputs to create the right outputs. And I think we have to be, we have to be clear on that. Uh, that wasn't where I was going to go with this segment, but that's okay. That's what we do on, on live local radio. We talk in real time about real issues with real people. I went to Kiev in 2011. Uh, while in the region working on my, uh, uh, my, my, my degree focus was actually in Russian, Eurasian, Eastern European studies. And I don't have anything pithy to say uh, this morning. I watched, like all of you watched yesterday, the news uh, with probably a large degree of heartbreak. Uh, this area, uh, the, the area I just mentioned, has been racked by conflict from autocratic uh, nationalism, politics of identity that push back on sovereignty and independence. Today it's Ukraine. Uh, a couple decades ago it was Kosovo and, and, and Yugoslavia. Uh, this area is, is not new to these kind of conflicts, but it's heartbreaking every time. And we need to be on the side of sovereignty and independence. And my, my heart is breaking. I'm not an expert. I don't have the right silver bullet. Just this morning, sad at what we're seeing on the global stage and praying for the world and praying for the region. I think the world's going to get sucked into this really quick, and I don't know what that looks like. I'll I'll leave that for the next 48 hours. We can get into the stupid politics later, but for today, uh, I'm heartbroken for what we're seeing in that part of the world and around the world. We'll be right back. Devin Underwood's on the other side. Liz Pocock will be with us. We'll talk remote Tucson when Tipping Point returns. Don't go anywhere. It's Bloomberg and CBS News, followed by more Tipping Point and Hugh Hewitt at 10 on 1030 The Voice. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Well, stocks are under pressure this hour as investors eye the events unfolding in Ukraine. Crude oil futures, well, they've been moving higher today. Gold is glittering as well, and commodities, including wheat, are also trading higher. The Biden administration is out with several new actions today aimed at easing supply chain disruptions. The White House is issuing a new Buy American rule. It allows the federal government to pay more for certain products made here at home. Some good news on the U.S. economy, first-time claims for unemployment benefits. Well, they fell by more than forecast last week, dropping by 17,000 to 232,000. It's all a reflection of how tight the labor market is with demand far outstripping supply, as you probably experienced if you've been looking for a job lately. And if you want pizza, you might have to wait for it. Papa John's reporting earnings and along with it, the pizza chain saying labor is tight 
and that is impacting its ability to get pizza out to you as fast as usual. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg. CBS News special report. Explosions in major cities in Ukraine as Russian forces invade. This woman who lives in the capital, Kiev, says she's had to take cover several times. There is um, airstrike danger, so all people are asked to stay in the bomb shelter. Well, CBS's Holly Williams is in one of the country's major cities. Ukraine now says that Russian forces have come across its borders, including just near here in Kharkiv. However, we have not seen them in the city at this point. President Biden is due to comment in about an hour. Virginia Senator Mark Warner. I'm very worried about the next couple of days. We see Russia attacking all across Ukraine, not just Kiev and East, but literally in the West as well. Stocks are lower today and oil is higher. Industry analyst Tom Closer on gas prices. We're on our way up to $4 nationally and I think California crosses $5 before St. Patrick's Day. CBS News Special Report. I'm Steve Kathan. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. In 2021, FC Tucson was just getting started. We're building something special that all of Tucson can be proud of. Don't miss FC Tucson in action in 2022. Secure your season tickets now at fctucson.com or call 520-600-3095 and download the FC Tucson app in the App Store or Google Play to get updates on MLS preseason as FC Tucson welcomes the biggest teams in U.S. soccer in January and February. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, in all of Southern Arizona. Good morning. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVUI The Voice. Daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. Today's a fun day on the show. Uh, actually, the, the, the guests that we have on the program, the four of us have, have been a part of this community for a number of years working together in the same rooms and same spaces. We had Diana Charbonneau on from Impact of Southern Arizona talking about uh, their Impact Expo next week. That's how we kicked off the show. Uh, we're now in studio with Liz Pocock, the CEO of Startup Tucson, and Devin Underwood, the principal of the Talent Store, our guide for the last two years on Tucson's talent market. And in this tight one, how companies and organizations in Tucson can make sure the right people are in the right seats at the right time to build your organization. Uh, and we always mix in some current events, some current projects. And today, we'll be talking about remote Tucson, attracting new talent, and uh, how to make sure that when we bring talent in, that their partners, their spouses are happy as well, because that's a huge piece of the puzzle. So that's that's where we're going the rest of the way. Let's welcome in Devin first on the live line, 790-2040. Devin Underwood, good morning to you. Welcome. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Hi, Liz. Hi, Devin. And that was Liz Pocock, the CEO of Startup Tucson. Liz, good to have you in studio. Always good to see you. Yes, thanks, Zach. Great to be here. 
So, so Devin is going to guide, I think, the majority of the conversation as our as our as our guide on this continual journey. But maybe the 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 best way to start as we get into it is Liz, if you could share what is Remote Tucson and some of the high high points of the data of what you've seen now in its second year running. What has it done for Tucson? What has it brought? Give us the quick update. Yeah, so Remote Tucson is a remote worker attraction program. So um, these have been uh, popular across the country. We launched ours um, last year um, under Startup Tucson. And so a remote worker attraction program basically is, you know, you put out an application that says Tucson's ready for you to relocate here as a remote worker. Um, You keep your job wherever your remote work location is, and then you just move and become a community of, or a citizen of our community. Um, as you move, if you're selected as part of the cohort, we provide you, kind of roll out the red carpet for you to make your move to our city um, a lot more enjoyable, an easy transition. So as part of your move, you receive you know, some moving benefits, um, some things to help you cover the costs, but you also receive a ton of perks when you get here. And one of those perks is working with um, Devin and the talent store to make sure that if you're bringing with you a partner that doesn't have a remote position or that would like to seek a position locally that they're supported in that process very cool uh, before we before we turn this over to Devin to unpack it a little bit more do you have a kind of any quick numbers numbers of who we've seen come into the community the resulting economic impact yeah. to Tucson anything that you've been able to put together yeah so um, in the first round it was an overwhelming success. We had 10 spots available, and we received over 600 applications of Amazing. people ready to move to Tucson. And didn't really even market it. That we did a kind of a grassroots right. word of mouth campaign with yeah. a lot of our partners. You weren't putting billboards up in no Austin or San Francisco. No it was paid ads. Guerrilla. Really guerrilla. Um, it was really because of different people in the community. A lot of the applicants will say would say something like, "Oh my God, I got sent this four times. My grandma, my aunt, my best." friend from high school and someone else. We saw a lot of people that had uh, a connection to Tucson of some sort and had been looking to get back here for a long time, but needed that final little push of support. It's really hard, I think, as you grow in your profession and as you get a little bit older to think about moving to a new community. You have to think about how do you establish new relationships, new friends, where do you go to the dentist, all these things that we take for granted once you're here for a while. Those are big, scary things when you're relocating. And so we tried to kind of build the package to make that step a lot easier um, working with Tucson Young Professionals. Each person gets an ambassador, so once they arrive, paired very closely with their interests, they have, you know, sort of a new best friend. Um, that person, you know, takes them for coffee or talks to them about what part of town they might want to live in, where should their kids go to school, answers all those different sorts of questions. We make sure there's a really great connection between the cohort. So, again, these are remote workers, so they're not here to take Tucson jobs particularly. They're bringing those salaries from San Francisco, New York, Chicago into our community and they're spending those dollars here. So the economic impact of that is is really good for Tucson. Um, In the second round, we were able, um, based on the success of round one, Airbnb joined us as a sponsor. So we were able to add some additional perks. Um, We added more fun things to do in the community. Um, Everybody that was a part of this last round actually just got rodeo tickets. So we had a bunch of new rodeo (laughs) rodeo attendees this year from out of town. Um, We went with some of them this last weekend and they really enjoyed what that was. Um, A ton of local restaurants supported, a ton of you know downtown to some partnership we just really tried to curate a great experience for them as they arrived um and i think that you know in round two we had 900 applicants for 20 spots um those individuals are arriving now so we've had um they you know we applications were open at the end of last year we made the offers um in late december early january um four of them have already relocated in this new round and then a few more are coming this month next month they have until june to actually move and so depending on their kids schedules and all those different sorts of things they will um relocate but very diverse talent so um you know you've got people working at big tech companies, Salesforce, Twitter, Facebook, but you've also got people working in the healthcare field, um, Teach for America, you know, all sorts of just really inspiring people. And 
because we had so many applicants, we were able to be pretty picky with mm -hmm. who we chose. Um, and uh, one of the biggest things that we looked for was their desire to connect into our community and to give back to our community. So some of the fun stories out around one, you know, we had somebody come and he had just, uh, he worked for Apple and he came and, you know, moved here and said, oh, my company had just donated me 20 iPads. Do you have a local school that would benefit from of this? Of course we do. So right away, you're giving back to the community. We see them volunteering. We see them becoming members of our arts organizations. Um, and it's just a really fun program. Mm -hmm. They're all around really awesome, fun people. They so are. it's been, it's been a really, um, a really great thing that, that I think that we've brought to Tucson. And this is the intersection, of course, with Devin Underwood. And what Devin Underwood does full-time for our community is uh, attract and retain great people in Tucson and Southern Arizona. Devin, uh, help us unpack this a little bit, uh, talking about how do we attract new talent and then uh, any, anything that Liz said, but also how do we make sure that those partners who come with those remote workers um, are, are here to stay as well? Help us unpack this a little bit, Devin. Mm -hmm. This is why I think Liz and Startup Tucson, uh, her organization, is just so impressive. It's an idea that's out in other places in the country, and, and you know, you'd hear people kind of saying, oh, we should do that, and ideating around it, but who's going to make it happen? And, of course, it's going to be Liz and her team. So um, it's just really incredible. I think the beta test was successful. We were excited to be invited to do what we could to support it, which is a very small piece of everything that they've brought together um, to make this happen. But, you know, there's there's twofold. There's the remote worker piece. So with remote opportunities, people can live anywhere. And so why not Tucson? Why not have them spending their money here? And then there's a whole family or support group that comes with those folks. And and that's something to really think about in the full talent attraction strategic picture. It's not just about attracting the workforce person or the remote person. There's an entire life that they need to bring with them. And how does that plug into the community? And how do you get other people in their life also plugged in and settled so they stay? Um, so it's attraction and retention. Devin, I'm curious, what has been, and that has been your role as the talent store in this project, what have been some of the tips, tricks, needs, the goals, desires, what has it been like to work uh, with some of these uh, spouses and partners to make sure that they're getting integrated into the Tucson community? Because uh, I think we're talking remote Tucson, uh, but this is an opportunity that really any company can be taking advantage of. Um, where they can have their workers be here or vice versa. So what are some factors that we need to be thinking about as we explore this opportunity in our community around trailing partners? Yeah, so I, you know, came from my, I came from executive search and then worked inside two companies that were growing really aggressively and helped put their talent strategy together. And so from that internal perspective, I got a really great view into the retention challenge of moving someone to your organization and moving someone to a new city. And a lot of that has to do with, does their partner, does their family member, their support system plug in? And we would bring people in and it's a big, huge investment and we would lose them in 90 days to six months because their partner didn't find a landing. So when we look at the workforce landscape, the community landscape, We've got to think about where does everybody else fit into. Um, you know, on a typical relocation package from a big company, you're looking at this checklist. You use this big relocation company and you check off they need a realtor, they need to know schools, and oh yeah, their partner needs a job. And it's a checkbox. And that goes out into the world and their partner gets an email about a resume writing company. And that's it. And it's still an expense. You know, that can be anywhere from $1,500 to $2,500 added to the relocation package you're providing. Um, and it's not, it's not impactful or beneficial. And so what we've done with the Trailing Partner Program is said to large organizations or groups like Remote Tucson, you know, let's talk to their partner. And instead of just resume writing, which is not really what we do, we're more brainstorming around who are you? What's the next steps in your career path? Helping them home in on what they want to focus on and how. And then talking about organizations we know, starting with 
our clients who get first shot at this new talent coming in and then moving out into other places where we think they would really fit or plug in. And it's not just in terms of finding a position, although that's what we're really good at advising on, giving them tips and tricks, helping them get out there, connecting them to other people, but also organizations, networking, ideas of where to visit. We even have conversations about what part of town they're coming to. So it's, it's, a, it's much more holistic. And from there, they've got their first person that they know in town um, that they can reach out to or ask a question to. And so it becomes a really beneficial service to help with that stickiness or that retention. Right. We have Liz uh, with us for four or five more minutes. And Liz, speak to on the results side, right, of, of, of Devin saying these are the pieces needed to not just attract talent here, but keep talent here in general. I think Remote Tucson is doing those things. Are we seeing most remote workers, especially from the first cohort, stay? Are these folks staying in the community? Is, this, are, is yeah. this working? Yeah, they're all still here. So, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was only 10, so it's a pilot. But, yeah, all of them have stayed. Um, they've plugged in in different ways. Um, some of them have since left whatever remote position, and now we're looking for, you know, different positions. So I think we're seeing that talent kind of shift, which is one of the things that we were hoping for, right? A lot of the people that mm-hmm. came under this program are uh, mid to high mm-hmm. level uh, career professionals. So, you know, they're making, in, you know, between eighty-five to 150000 a year, and those people are now ready to enter our workforce, which is really amazing because that's what we see a lot of people are looking for, that kind of level of talent. So um, it's been really exciting. They've, you know, they love the program, the connectivity to what Devin said. You know, we we didn't treat the the same way that that the talent store thinks about trailing spouses or her partners, you know, we didn't treat them as separate. So mm-hmm. when someone was accepted, we were accepting their whole family. Yeah. And that's reflected mm-hmm. in the bios that are on the website. We were accepting, you know, even if it was the wife that actually applied for the program, the husband or the partner, you know, would also be a part of the whole journey. They're added to all the same Slack groups. They're added, invited to every event. It's not separate in any way. When they're paired with an ambassador, it's for the for the family. Um, and so so, you know, we have some people in this new round and, um, you know, they, the, the, they're, they're engaged. So the, um, the guy um, is actually the recipient in the program, but the, um, his fiance is really looking forward to plugging into community theater. And so we're going to make those connections for her. And that's really what I think has, especially from the first round, what we've heard has inspired people to stay because Mm -hmm. they're really embedded and connected into the community and meeting each other. I mean, one of the stories out of round one, there were two couples that moved from San Francisco we found out after they got here and met each other through one of the events that they actually lived two blocks from each other in San Francisco and went (laughs) to the same gym, but had never met. And now our friends, because they've relocated to Tucson, <laughs> and met each other but here. didn't, and that speaks, <laughs> and that speaks to our community, right? And how small our community is, and how you can know your neighbor, and you can, you know, know your coworker down the, you know, all these different things. And so I think that that really resonates with a lot of the people, and resonates with the national trend of why people are leaving larger cities. They're sensing that they want that sense of community, and I think the, you know, the way the town store and then our program are designed to to kind of help the whole family, that's part of the boost that they get when they get here. Right. We have to cut Liz loose here in a moment, but, uh, and Devin and I will have a debrief segment on the other side of our final break, because there's something that I want to bring up about this, but we're just about out of time. Devin, anything uh, to put a bow on this conversation uh, before our break and before we let Liz Pocock go, CEO of Startup Tucson, talking about Remote Tucson? Yeah, I just want to talk about, you know, their their vetting process at Remote Tucson and who they're bringing in is just so incredible. These are going to be great contributors to our community. And it's not just spouses and partners. I know we're talking about that. But, for instance, I talked to two sisters that are trailing with someone who is being assisted by um, Remote Tucson. And so, you know, they're excited to get here. They're keeping us posted on when they're ready to hit the ground. Um, so I think the you know, Wilsons just are in- coming. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we got an email this week. Devin and I both did. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> so it's just you know they, these are energetic, engaged, conscientious, excited people that Remote Tucson is attracting to our community. So it's just a great program. 
Well, we were looking forward to this opportunity, Devin and I, to, to have you in, Liz, to mm-hmm. talk about the growth of the cohort. 10 the first time, 20 the next time, almost 1,000 people mm-hmm. said, Liz, we want to come to Tucson. Will you help us? And that's good news for Tucson. So thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for curating the program and for making the time to update us here today, Liz. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to see you guys. Is there a website where people can go check it out? Yeah, so it's www.remotetucson.com. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. Liz, I'm sure I'll see you somewhere yes. around, but until next time, thanks again. Thanks, guys. We're going to go to our final break of the hour. When we come back, Devin Underwood and I will debrief the final segment uh, of our regular conversation talking about Tucson's labor market and workforce. Today has been an update about remote Tucson. We'll be right back. In just a minute, don't go anywhere here on 1030 The Voice. Local and national politics, the issues that matter to you. 1030 The Voice, Tucson's trusted local news and talk. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Wien of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Hey you, if you're like a lot of people in Tucson, you'd love to look at a new home while interest rates are still low, but you hear prices have gone up, competition is fierce, and you'd just rather avoid the hassle. I'm Kathleen Jernigan with CNC Partners, and I want to tell you that you can make the move now. Our team is one of the most successful in greater Tucson, helping buyers get results in this hot market. Call 520-406-0233 and let us know you heard us on Tipping Point to schedule a no-strings-attached conversation to see if we can be on your team. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Hey guys, and yeah, I mean guys, if you're a man over the age of 30 and you want to accelerate fat loss, gain lean athletic muscle, and build habits to maintain results, and the sustainable strength system is for you. I'm hanging on to 30 pounds myself that I don't need, and in this new year, I signed up with Akil for this 90-day program that coaches you through reaching your fitness goals with a focus on intelligent programming, nutrition, injury prevention, and lifestyle. If you're ready for a three-month journey to help better your health and strength, go to sustainablestrengthsystem.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. This is Bill Buckmaster. Coming up at noon, should airlines drop their age requirements on 1030 Tucson's Voice for Trusted News Talk? And we're back, Tucson, here at the Common Workspace Studios with Devin Underwood, principal and founder of The Talent Store. She's been our guide for a regular conversation on the last couple of years of navigating Tucson's labor and talent market, ever more important now. 
to help companies and organizations get the right people in the right seats at the right time to grow their business in the right way. Uh, Devin, we have a, a short kind of debrief segment here right after we said goodbye to Liz Pocock, the CEO of Startup Tucson and head of Remote Tucson. We were talking about that initiative to host remote workers here in Tucson. I thought of something, I wanted to get your thoughts in closing, Devin. Um, There was someone who said that the, the best economic development strategy a city can have is to attract and retain smart, talented people and get out of their way. And the talent pool that we've been missing since the Great Recession, Devin, in this community is those mid-career workers. They left in droves from Tucson. It's been a donut hole in our community. And I think uh, uh, having some of these folks here who are in the middle of their career uh, is filling a talent need in this community. And it's exciting that they're moving here with their company from somewhere else but then they are also getting integrated into the job market later on in companies that are already here. I, 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 I thought of those two things when Liz was talking. I was curious to, to get your thoughts as we close here. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that I think was the driver of the program originally and why the city um, approached startup about how they could work on that. There's two things happening that are pushing economic factors hopefully in favor of mid-career people in Tucson right now. One is great remote workers coming in and choosing Tucson and bringing those great salaries that they earn somewhere else to our town. Um, As they decide to look elsewhere, they're going to be negotiating pay rates based on what they've earned before. Um, Maybe not totally and maybe not what they needed in San Francisco, but they're going to be talking about and opening conversations around um, value of their talent. And then you've got also companies focusing on Tucson as a place to pull workers from and so remote workers from. And so you've got people here that are and large companies across the country using Tucson, advertising jobs in Tucson that are remote somewhere else um, that are much higher paying than some of the jobs here. And so we're, we're really getting pushed to focus on what are the compensation, valuation, and lifestyle pieces of this puzzle that we need to think about for this specific talent sector. And so it's a really interesting time in our evolution. And I think the idea of remote work has pushed it further faster than it would have happened before. Right. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning just real quick on our way out too that I think the scale and scope of remote Tucson is healthy in a sense that it does what it needs to do, uh, but it's in increments of 10, 20, 30 people mm-hmm. um, at a time. There are other cities that are doing this. Uh, and and there are hordes of people coming in, you know, and and we should want that too in Tucson. But but you know, this isn't going to you know uh, capsize the Tucson economy. These ten or twenty people aren't going to capsize right. the Tucson economy overnight. They're going to do. We get the best without the worst. And the way that Startup Tucson is managing this. So I know a lot of people in the community have that question on this initiative, and I thought I would answer that um, proactively. Um, I think it's really cool what's being done. Yeah, and it's it's happening on a micro scale in, in lots of organizations. You know, clients that I have, whether in Tucson or outside of Tucson, have been able to open their talent options because of remote work. Um, and so it's giving, in my mind and who I represent, which is small, mid-sized companies, opportunity to plug in where they've, been, where they've struggled before. So it's interesting to see the shift and how it's going to keep impacting us. Connect with Devin over at YourTalentStore.com for a one-on-one conversation about how she can help you and your business. Devin, as always, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon. I know it. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Devin. That's it for us, Tucson. Today, we'll be back 9 a.m. on Friday. Close out the week with us on 1030 The Voice.